Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Not Okay? I am, because after all, we we are are the Watchers of Movies. Hello. 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 Yeah. Hello. (laughs) It's Wednesday evening. Yes. And you're joining us for a new movie discussion. And thank you for joining us. (laughs) This is the episode (laughs) of Soothing Movie Talk. Oh my gosh, that would be an entirely different podcast if yeah, we did Soothing literally. Movie Talk. Oh, literally, yeah. yeah. Like, it'd be called Soothing literally. Movie Talk. Soothy Movie Talk. Soothy? With Soothy. a Y. Soothy oh, Movie. Like yeah. Soothy or Movie. I-E. That's a half rhyme or Soothy something. Movie. Oh. Soothy Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Smoothie. Let's explore this. <laughs> Soothy. Smoothie. 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 Oh, the Smoothie Podcast. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. it let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, how was your day today? It was good. I went to the beach. That's good. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. The water was fifty-three degrees. It's so just so disappointing. Swimming. swimming, yeah. I know. Yeah, like Michigan. And last Wednesday, it was like eighty degrees. The lake was like oh, yeah. eighty, but there's that like a north wind. The last few days, oh, was it over really? the weekend, there was a north wind that brought a lot of cold water. Oh yeah. Anyway, it's cold. It was cold water, so we didn't do much swimming. If I was a kid, I mean, I'd you probably could, but been swimming, maybe freezing as hell. Yeah. Last summer, there was a day where the water was really cold. Probably not fifty three. Probably more like sixty three. And I swam for a while, and when I got out, I sat on the blanket with my towel around me, and I was trying to text, and, like, it was the weirdest sensation. My fingers wouldn't move quickly. It was so weird, and I was freaked out for a second, and I said to my mom, because I go with my mom and my brother's kids, and I said, I can't, something's weird about my hands, and she's like, well, you were in that freezing water for so long. (laughs) So, it was was the oddest sensation that uh, I've felt, and anyway... (laughs) <laughs> they went back to normal. So yeah, I would. I could understand that. I went out to lunch today. Oh, yes, with my parents, and uh, my sister sent me a video of <laughs> it's like this uh, woman. It's a daughter, and she's talking to her parents. And the like title of it is like parents make everything stressful. <laughs> so she like she ordered cookies and and the parents are like talking back and forth and they're like, Well what are we gonna do? We can't watch Saul like which is I guess a show they're watching. I don't know if it's better, better call, call Saul. I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming it was probably that, but they just called it Saul. And uh and they're like, Well we we can't watch we can't watch Saul because we have to wait for the cookies and she's like Guys, it's not a family event. Just watch the show and then get up and eat the cookies whenever you want. So I showed this video to my parents. And they were kind of like not quite getting it. <laughs> but they were like, wait, we're stressful? And I was like, oh, yeah. And, and my dad goes, well, at least I'm not as stressful as my, your mom. And I go, no, you're worse. <laughs> he was like, what? Me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't think I get it. So they, they, they couldn't. Eat the, Do you they, want me to show you a video? 
maybe but for the listeners so they're they had cookies but yeah. they couldn't eat the cookies because they couldn't watch their show no 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 the cookies were being delivered okay like in a couple hours or whatever okay and they were like gonna not watch their show to wait for the cookies but she's like no they'll just arrive when they arrive like you don't have to do anything about it oh yeah. i see <laughs> so like, i think wait. i miss i misunderstood right. okay they were like making it like extra stressful yeah. oh my gosh i had um so i got a new laptop at work nice and so i had to send my old one back via fedex and i did it from my parents house i took the box over to my parents house and i was like okay i scheduled them to pick it up on this certain day and they're gonna pick it up between you know these hours so just set it on your front porch and it'll be okay and so my mom called me and she's like it's still on the front porch (laughs) i said okay well if you feel like you need to bring it in, they'll just knock on the door. You don't have to leave it out there. And she's like, okay. And then a couple hours later, she called me and she goes, they finally came and picked it up. I was so stressed out having it out there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize. It was going to ruin your whole day. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh man, I know. Like I will tell, it's like when you tell your parents a joke and they turn into a lecture and you're like, you know what? Wish I hadn't even said anything. (laughs) Wish I hadn't said anything at all. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I hate that so much. Uh, You're like one simple joke and it like turns around on you and you're like, I just want to go home. Uh Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Right now, like I'm over it. Oh man. Oh gosh. Don't get me started on those situations. (laughs) So bad. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Parents make everything stressful. Like I'm like telling them about well so like my car started making um it sounds like the muffler's like gone oh it's like really loud so yeah. we dropped it off at the auto shop and um and my mom was just like freaking out worrying the whole time and like it's it's still drivable it's not that big of a deal it's just making a lot of noise like it's fixable yeah, you know and time. she's just like, ah. <laughs> like and i'm like oh my god why do you people make everything so stressful it's like life shouldn't be that stressful man and you're 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 overthinking it you know what i mean yeah oh we have our questions all right you want to go first no you go first Okay, what's your favorite plot cliche? Oh, my favorite plot I have a couple cliche. Of them. You anticipated that I would have answers ready for you. <laughs> do you want me to do you want me to give you mine? Yeah, give me yours. Okay, so the well the first one on the top of my head is like the guy gets hurt and she's the like girls like the nurse <laughs> like the sexy nurse and they have this like kind of like emotional but like heated exchange and you're like ooh, <laughs> oh yeah something's gonna happen between it like maybe not now but it might in the future and so you're like rooting so that's one of my i like that one yeah i have it i have another one too actually oh what's your other one i also like the um like woman goes to like a different country and has like a really great like life-changing experience you know under the tuscan sun lizzie mcguire movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know those no like there's a whole list of them though that are like my faves and they all have that same plot (laughs) you know yeah it's just like comfort movies like because when i moved here 
um, in 2009, I was suffering with depression. You know, I didn't know it at the time because I didn't just didn't really understand that, but I was. <clears throat> and I watched Under the Tuscan Sun a lot because what she was going through reminded me what I was of what I was going through, and I was like, man, I really identify with this woman. And so I watched that that movie a lot. And it's not like the greatest movie, but it's cute and it's feel good. So it was, you know, it's fun enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I have I have movies like that that yeah. I like. Yeah. You know what else is a good one? The uh emotional confession in the rain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like Breakfast at Tiffany's. I love that one. Oh yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's, yeah. You're right. Okay, I have one. Okay. I do if it's done right, do like like the meet cute where the couple maybe are at odds okay. to begin with, and like, then they like, like got each mail other type thing. Sort of, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Um, so it has to be done right because mm-hmm. it's not always done right. Like sometimes they're just at odds to be cute, and I don't like that. Yeah, or they like but argue like, all the time, like that, Joyce and uh, yeah, Hopper third and season. I don't like that. Yeah, but I think you're love, like, yeah, love. you want them to get together, but you're like, would you shut up? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're driving us all crazy. I think La La Land had a really good meet cute in that way where they were slightly antagonistic but with a spark. Okay. And I really liked that. I think I, I like that storyline a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, enemies to lovers. Yeah. I yes. like that tro- I like mm-hmm. that trope too. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. It absolutely has to be done right. Right. Because if it's like Again, like two people arguing the whole time. You're like, just leave each other alone. Well, yeah, the arguing, <laughs> or like if one of them is being dishonest to the other one. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that horrible movie with Katherine Heigl? 27 Dresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the guy in that is like writing an article about her, maybe, but he didn't tell her the truth. It's been so long since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've always seen and it. And so once. they're at odds with each other. Like, they don't get along, but it's not cute because, like, one of them is lying, and I don't like that. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, like, Sweet Home Alabama is a good example of that, where they're kind of, like, at odds with each other, but then they're like, oh, actually, I guess I do have feelings for you. And yeah. Yeah. And then poor Patrick Dempsey was left in the dust, mm-hmm. as he should be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything good, Patrick. <laughs> actually my favorite role of his was when he was in and i didn't really like the movie but the uh third transformers um first of all i was like a huge megan fox fan so I was super disappointed when they replaced her with a new uh actress and rosie huntington whiteley is really pretty but she can't really act so it's like okay uh but he was like the villain in that patrick dempsey was and i was like man i like him in this <laughs> And he was, like, pretty much the only part of that movie that I really liked, which I was surprised because I would not really consider myself a Patrick Dempsey fan. Like, he's he's fine, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm indifferent about him. I could take him or leave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. What's yours? Um, so who would you cast in a situation where it had to be like family members so you can do like two actresses that you think would be mother and daughter sisters two oh, actors that could be brothers members. no like just if you were casting a movie and you had to do like a family unit of two people so it could be brothers brother sister sisters uh, mother daughter father son mother son you know what i mean any combination of two that you want like do you have actors in mind where you're like oh man these would look really good like if they were in a family together 
Well, I did say that Bill Skarsgård and Steve Buscemi, I think, look a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that they could easily be father and son. Uh-huh. I um, think they could. You're right. Let's see what else. If he was still alive, Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah, could be brothers. brothers. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Um, James Brolin and Christian Bale could be father. Because... Christian Bale looks just like James Brolin did. Like, I mean, holy shit, they look like the same fucking person. Um, so those two. I'm on a roll here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. You are on a roll. Hmm. I like it. I feel like Billy Connolly and John Cleese could be brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I feel like I'm doing a lot of males, though, so I'm yeah. do some females. Yeah, do you have any females? I'm trying to think. Jamie, shit, what's her last name? From Mom. Presley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I can't believe... (laughs) She's like my favorite character in the show, too. Jamie Presley and Margot Robbie could be sisters. (gasps) Yes. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Um, Let's see. Teresa Palmer and Kristen Stewart could be sisters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big time, big time. Okay. I think that's good. (laughs) No, I I like it. Yeah. Tell me yours now, because I'm curious. I didn't really have any. You didn't have any? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I came up with all those on top of my head. I know head, so. you did. I know. It was very quick. I was really like, impressed. Like, I, well, I mean, I well, you know that I, I, I like to do the pictures side it. by yeah, side. Yeah, I know. You do. You have them um, at the ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Pedro Pascal and Nathan Fillion look like they could be brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Probably from like maybe different mothers because one is like Latino and the other one's like a white guy. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they do look a lot alike. Can't yeah. deny it. Mm-mm. Um. I told someone that, and she started laughing. She was like, oh, my God, I never noticed before, but now I can't stop noticing. <laughs> I was like, I know, right? I have another one. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Matt Bomber and Henry Cavill. Oh, brothers. yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. All right, you want me to do my next one? Sure. Okay. What's your favorite monster movie? Probably Super 8. Oh, yeah. yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's The Mummy. The, the Mummy. The oh, 1999 yeah. of one. Course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, another, actually, that's another movie cliche that I like is like the... The, the r- handsome rogue. And no, like the friends getting together and like solving mysteries. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love like that too. Like groups of friends. Yeah. yeah, me too. Especially mm-hmm. when they're like very like kids you know yeah i'm like yeah kick ass i always forget about super and it reminds me so much of stranger things too so it's like mm, you know yeah. it's stranger things is like stand by me meets super eight meets like i don't know goonies the goonies well, yeah I a little bit of the goonies yeah. without i don't think stranger things would exist in the same way it does without super eight i agree you know so, yeah yeah I love Super 8. I, I think it's just very, like... It's I love very Super 8, too. nostalgic and... Makes you cry, too. The ending always movie. makes me cry. Yeah, I like it. I just... Yeah, it's Where like... he's, like, hanging on to, like, the the locket, and it was just, like, oh, oh so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and that's really all I have. The other one I have is Favorite Trope, but I feel like that was Favorite Oh, yeah, cliche, the movie so. cliche was... Yeah. yeah. You passed my first one with flying colors. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have another one? Well, 
So I was thinking, okay, how do I word this? Like, Wes Anderson, for example, has, he always has, like, a slow walk in his movies. Okay. So what would your, like, movie trademark be? Oh. My movie trademark. Like, eventually you'll get so popular that people will start to be like, of course Lauren put blank in her movie. <laughs> right, like how Tarantino, you're like, if I don't see a one head exploding, I'm yeah. going to be really or, disappointed. Or feet like, or something, like right, you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. feet, yeah, like big time. Up, really yeah. Feet, yeah. Um, probably a good death scene. Ooh, okay. I could see myself doing something like that. And it might not be maybe super consistent through all my films but I think it would be in enough where people would be like oh okay I recognize that you know because I think like as I've said I love a great death scene we've talked about the death scene of Max and in Stranger Things Mm -hmm. um, and how that was good and you know uh, I think that just a a well a well-written death scene can be really good and really emotional or be very satisfying because the person that is dying is like someone that's just been a villain the whole time so you're finally like oh my gosh finally we can let this person go you know so yeah i I like that i think that's that's a good one for you thank you yeah my mind would probably be the montage i love montages to music some really cool i love shopping montages yeah shopping (laughs) Any montage, I really like it. Romantic, I really like the romance montage. Me They're too. like cheesy dates and with a good song playing, or like maybe like the action montage where they're getting ready for a heist oh my gosh you know i was i was listening part of the idea that i I got from or part of the trope thing i was like looking i think it was on like reddit and that's where i got the idea from and one of them said that they love the cliche like the cliche of them telling how the heist is gonna go and everything works perfectly (laughs) and then they show the actual heist and everything goes wrong and i love and i was like oh man i fucking love that trope that's a great True. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, they got it, they got it, and then you're like, nothing oh, goes to no. plan. <laughs> this yep. is real bad. How are they going to get out of this one? Andy Garcia, don't go around that corner. <laughs> you're going to see George Clooney stealing all your cash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, Andy Garcia was a real dick in that movie. He gave all his money to charity, though. In the end, <laughs> did <he>? well, they <laughs> did it for him. But that's true. That's yeah. true. Oh man, I love Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> um. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I Thank like you. that one because it's you. like something I wouldn't think of. But yeah, I think a, a good death scene. I think that's a good one for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely have like, I think music would be a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, because music is like so important mm-hmm. and vital to creating a mood, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. All right. You were talking about the movie? I am. Okay. Girl. So let me do a little synopsis before we start. So this movie is about a young woman that really wants to get noticed. Her name is Danny. And she likes this guy named Colin who's like the uh, I don't even know what you call it, the weed guy of this place, Depravity. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's the like, weed guy. He, but he's like also like an influencer, so he's Instagram yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's like going to all these cool parties and he's smoking a lot of pot all the time and everything. Laced with PCP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was something. Anyway, um, and she 
decides that she's going to fake a trip to Paris. So she like does all these things. She photoshops herself in all these photos. It's actually pretty clever. And uh, on the day, on like five minutes, she posts a, a photo of her at the uh, the Arc de Triomphe, right? And like five minutes after she posts the photo, there's a terrorist attack. And so she pretends like she was part of the terrorist attack even though she was still in new york city the entire time it was always like always safe uh and she pretends to be a victim and karma bites her right back and everything falls apart and everyone realizes that she's a huge fucking liar <laughs> so that's the story so what do you think of the movie um i liked it i felt like I Wait, did you like it more or less than Buffalo or no, Buffalo? I liked Buff- I think Buffalo is better. Okay, I thought Buffalo was was a better movie, more creative. Um, I really like Zoe Dutch. Mm-hmm. I think she's phenomenal. I think she's awesome too. But I think this movie, well, it didn't. I feel like it didn't land with me how maybe they intended it to land. And I feel like maybe I'm not quite sure what the actual message is because I can glean from it certain messages, but I'm not sure if that's the message that they wanted me to get. Okay. And so I'm having a hard time uh, sort of like connecting the dots to be like, okay, this is what I think they wanted me to feel, but I didn't feel that way. I felt differently. I'm curious as to what you think. Well, first of all, the beginning, it's like, you know, there's like a warning. It's like warning. This movie talks about trauma, but it also has a really unlikable female, a, a really unlikable main character. And I didn't dislike her. I actually felt I a lot of sympathy her for her. I didn't really think she was that bad. I didn't actually think what she did most of the time was actually that bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't. What she did to Rowan was really bad. Yeah, but everything else, I was like okay she lied oh who cares to me it was tone deaf because there were actual victims out there sure i mean tone deaf is one thing but they were really terrible to her yeah yeah like, like one guy that her stopped address. her oh yeah that was the doxing thing that was scary so i was just thinking like she didn't do something that was bad enough to warrant their reaction which we'll get into it because i have other feelings too and I thought on a much more intimate story level, what she did to Rowan was really horrible. Yeah. But I everything agree. else, I really was like, okay. You know? Yeah. What did you think? How'd you feel? Um, I loved it. Yeah? <laughs> I loved it a lot. Um, I actually almost watched it again today. Mm. So that's how much I liked it. I didn't have enough time because I wanted to take a nap or else I would have had time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I watched it last night or yesterday, so I was like, "Eh, I've already (laughs) watched it. Um, I really, really liked it. I actually liked it more than Buffalo. Wow. Yeah, I, I have. So, I mean, I have always... Like, I've heard of other women. I've heard, like, another story of a woman doing the same thing where she, like, pretended that she went on a trip, but she was really at home the whole time. And it was pretty harmless. It was really just a bunch of photoshopping. Now, what Danny did, obviously, is, like, far different because she, yes, you're right. I don't think that she did anything bad, but I think that she, what she did was also not okay. Like, as the title says, you know? I mean, yes, I agree. To a certain extent, obviously, it's like that guy who wrote that book. What was it called? Like a million pieces or something. It was like fifteen years ago, wasn't it? Like an Oprah thing. Yeah, and then Oprah and then found it out, came out that it was, that it was a lie. 
so, I can't. I don't remember. But I... Anyway, keep going, because I have a lot to say. So Yeah, I... Well, I think that's, that's pretty much it. I, um... Did you... I wanted to ask you. I was gonna... I was gonna talk to you, but I was like, no. Just wait. Did you recognize Colin? Yeah. You did? Okay. Big time. From uh, the Scorch Trials? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like... Dylan Man. O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. 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 Um, he was so cringy in this. It was like just like just the way he talked and then i love that one part where he's like he's trying to be all like thuggish or whatever and and harper's like you're from maine and yeah. he's like sorry harper we're not all like he has like the <laughs> he normal voice normal. yeah he's not like urban <laughs> he's just um i thought he was very cringy but i that the sex scene between them was like one of the worst things i've ever seen it was so oh, oh god <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was so cringy. It was so bad. It was like so cringy and bad. It was like good. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're like, I hate this so much, but it's perfect at the same time. He kept calling her like his little broken. Yeah, he called her damaged girl. Yeah. Like, you're my damaged girl. And I was like, this is a red flag. So damaged. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was like, this is what's turning you on. It was like that. Yeah. Like someone who's traumatized. Like, well, she doesn't, she really doesn't come across as being traumatized at all. No, like well, that's another, like that's something else that I wanted to talk about. So I have a ton of notes. Did you like uh, her guinea pig, Guinea Weasley? <laughs> yes, yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> She's like, "What do you think, Guinea Weasley?" And I was like, "Oh yes! my gosh!" When they sh- when they first showed the guinea pig with like luscious long hair, I burst out laughing. I was like, "What is up with that guinea pig? He's got like thing. a mane." They have like some guinea pigs have long ass hair. Um, I have to say that the part about her having FOMO over 9-11 because she was on a cruise made me laugh that made me, out loud. That made me laugh as well. Yeah, she's like, well, people got to like process their feelings and I didn't really get to. So I was on a cruise. So I was like, oh, poor you. That must be really rough. Like, mm. um, But she, she, she strikes me as like just like a very lonely woman and i think that she's incredibly socially awkward like the stuff with like the queer bowling was also pretty tone deaf like she's like hey girlfriend and i was like okay you're talking to them like they're like 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 a stereotype yeah like it was very it was like it wasn't like you're talking to them like a person you're talking to them like hey girlfriend like what's going on it's like no one wants to really be talked to like that and then when they asked her later to go to queer bowling they're like everyone's a little gay right and she like did like a hand gesture yeah yeah girl so yeah i know that bothered me too like mm -hmm. i it was kind of cute but at the same time i was like oh that just feels a little bit tone deaf like you're really like not you're just not quite getting it and you're she's not quite getting how that could maybe come across as being a little bit offensive you know um and like what you said very stereotypical like "Eh, yeah like the hand it's just the thing i think that one of the things about this movie that really bothered me was that all of the things that were supposed to bother me didn't because i felt really sad for her because she was so lonely Mm -hmm. and then i think the reason that she was able to get the platform she had was because she really actually was depressed and she had a lot of problems and so i was like i don't know what they want me to feel like do you want me to hate this poor woman who is actually depressed and like so the things she was saying were not 
n- wrong. She just was standing on a platform that she lied to get to the platform. Right. But her platform, I thought wasn't wrong like it's okay if you're not okay yeah just because she wasn't in a terrorist attack actually doesn't mean she's not not okay you know right yeah and so i was never sure what emotion they actually wanted to elicit from me because i thought this poor woman like you said is super lonely and she just wants to fit in and she just wants people to like her and she has this like actual depression and so what am I actually, as a viewer, supposed to think of her? Because I did not think that she was evil. I thought that she just, you know, she made a stupid mistake. Right. And people really, like, crucified her for it. And that yeah. seemed so overwhelming and over the top to me because they to created me it wasn't her. surprising. Well, they, cr- like, it's, like, they created her and then they destroyed her so i don't know if she's 100 percent to the blame because we as a society tend to make idols out of all kinds of people right i feel like everybody blamed her for something that they had a hand in creating yeah i can kind of see what you mean it's like they created like this is frankenstein's monster now you need to take responsibility for the monster that you created yeah yeah well and also uh, sorry just real quick but harper also had mentioned something that when she came to danny's door she said no one ever fact checks anything and it's like if her editor had just fact checked this she would have been like okay so it wasn't sunny that day in paris it was raining so are you lying about that? You know what I mean? Like, it should have really never gone to press if, the if theoretically, if the person was actually fact-checking, you know? But Yeah. So I don't know what sort... I just don't know. I don't know what emotion the movie wanted me to feel, but I don't think I felt the emotion that they wanted me to feel. Yeah. If that I, makes any sense at all, what I just said, but... No, that makes sense. I think that part of the problem is that they're trying to kind of manipulate the audience in the beginning to be like, oh, and you won't like the protagonist. But I never disliked her, like what you right. said. I always was kind yeah. of rooting for her. Like, and e- I thought, you know? Yeah, and I I mean, yeah. Like, I didn't agree with what she did, but I, I still didn't think that she deserved the amount of hatred and the fact that they I mean, they doxed her, you know? They spread her, right. her address everywhere and, like, anyone could come by. Anyone could hurt her or, or anything. Like, and I don't know why oh. they like why they were all spewing such a vitriol at her. Like they were being so awful and acting like she was like the devil incarnate. And I was thinking I know. she didn't do anything that wrong. Like she never said like she never exploited the deaths and said like, Oh, and I saw all these like dead things and gruesome things. You know, and she she what she did was just exploit this experience that was actually like illustrated by emotions that she actually feel felt right and so i just i wasn't on board with how everyone treated her yeah except rowan because she lied to rowan yeah and she and manipulated rowan and she used different. rowan's story to make herself better and i was like on an intimate level that's really wrong oh yeah for but sure on a societal level like they ate it up everyone ate it up like <laughs> I told I was talking to Mike. I was sort of like uh making speeches about this movie to Mike because it made me kind of angry because it's like and I was equating it to these two these two things. Number 1, it's like the movie reminded me of people who complain and and talk about how Amazon is a sweatshop but yet they want things delivered the next day. Like you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it, either Amazon is a sweatshop and you wait for things to be delivered right. or you realize that 
is the cost of doing business. People, it's an at-will employee employment. People work there or they don't work there. Right. And simultaneously, Taylor Swift was getting, like, all this press for having, like, for flying in her private jet too much and her carbon footprint and all this stupid stuff. And I was like, but we create this society where a celebrity can't just fly on a normal flight. No, they would be mobbed. Well, you'll pay, people pay six thousand dollars to print a photograph of them you know making a faux pas or eating their meal on a flight you know know. so it's like you can't create you can't create a society and then immediately like make everyone a villain that doesn't like perfectly conform to the society that you think you want to create and that's what this movie sort of reminded me of and that's why the movie made me angry because they created a monster in her and what I do believe in personal responsibility and what she did was wrong overall and I would never tell people to do it. Right. But I do think that everyone around her was like a smidge guilty. Yeah. Yeah, I... As far as like... This is just... As far as the whole like, oh, Taylor Swift is taking her private jet too many places, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think we tend to ignore like the really big issue here, such as... (laughs) corporations destroying the earth rather than just one girl jetting around the world on her private jet and also you know taylor's worked her butt off so can we just give her a break let's let's fucking just like it like is it really fucking matter does it really matter at the end of the day yeah well yeah i mean if i had a private jet i would fly it all the time as well oh fuck yes and i think any person who's freaking out about it would probably do the same thing so I think that this movie sort of brought a fire out in me because I was like, all these people think that they're so self-righteous and they're so much better than her, but they're not because they created, they made her into this thing. Right. And, and so it's not that, it's not that she's innocent. It's that they're also not innocent. Right. You know, and also giving away somebody's address because they lied about being part of a terrorist attack is Giving someone's address away in general is terrible behavior, so... Oh, um, so you're right. She is, she is absolutely depressed. You're right, because she's taking Lexapro. Yeah. And I actually take Lexapro. Oh, okay. I take, like, a generic version, but same thing. Um, first of all, you're only supposed to take one a day. Like, you're supposed to do doctor recommended, and it's a it's a drug that it's, a, it's an accumulation in your body. So you, you don't just, like take it whenever you're feeling down you take it consistently because that drug is helping keep the chemicals balanced in your brain so why she like i was like she's taking like three of them but i'm like this isn't that kind of drug you know okay like i take i have another one um that's like an anxiety pill and so whenever i'm feeling anxious i'll just take one or two and those start immediately and i don't need to take them every day those are like one you know like once a, a whatever um but that was so i was like so not only is she depressed but she's like abusing her antidepressants you know so that's not going to help you at all because either you're going to have too much of this chemical imbalance or you know like of this chemical or you're not going to have enough because you're like you're doing this like sporadic weird you know medicine taking and it's not how that's supposed to go so i just i noticed that and i wrote that down because i was like huh it's interesting that she's doing that because yeah. that, that's not right. Right, yeah. <laughs> not supposed to be done that way. She kind of reminded me of the movie Parasite, how 
she was so resourceful and mm-hmm. posting and like taking all those pictures and photoshopping oh my them. God, i know i love and it. i was like <laughs> it made I like, me want to well, do it <laughs> i liked it too i thought it was really fun to watch but i was like geez if you put all that energy into something you could actually be really successful and oh yeah and stuff yeah but you're putting it towards like all the wrong th- things you know right. so i yeah. yeah it's like people that like go out of their way to like not do something but i'm like but if you just did the thing you wouldn't have had to go all the way out of your way to not do the thing yeah like you're talented <laughs> just use that talent towards something useful right you know? right yeah. yeah she was clearly she created, yeah, she was like clearly. that fake website with the i have thing. to can i just say can i just say really quick this really it bugged me that it's been supposedly months now, you know, since she had been back. And, like, Harper... First of all, I don't know why she didn't close her at laptop. That was my first issue. And she yeah. left her... Run- I know it's supposed to be a movie thing. Yeah. I know. It's it's whatever. It's supposed to be movie-fied. But the fact that she had left this one particular picture up on Photoshop... Yeah. From like she never turned off her computer. She would just leave just that. You know, like it's been months. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that. And then Harper's yeah. like conveniently like, oh, and then I found this evidence that's really, really obvious that it's fake. And I was yeah. just like, um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like I, I, that doesn't that feels real movie-fied it does feel movie-fied yeah i actually made a tweet about this movie because i was like because it, it was it has one of those tropes that's like she has a macbook and she's just like tossing it around and like doing and i was like people in movies always toss their macbooks around like it's not the most expensive thing that they own <laughs> So, I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah, why would she leave why would she leave anything incriminating on it or yeah, why would she like, leave it open? I mean, obviously that was supposed to be like her downfall, but I was I was like, well, I mean, I have like a like I have a pin number on there that people don't know what it is. You right. know, like I'm yeah. not because I don't well, I don't trust people, first of all. Like I mean I trust like people in my life, but I don't trust I'm not gonna trust Harper. Right. You know, yeah. especially since Harper clearly doesn't like her. Exactly. I would extra not trust Harper. Yeah. I'd be like, that bitch is after me and she's not gonna on happen. to me. She's on to me. Or their yeah. I don't know her pronouns, but or their pronouns. But yeah, um I to me that was just like that just that just got under my nerves the whole photoshop yeah, thing that she would just leave that one particular up yeah. yeah and yeah. it's you know if it had been a couple days sure i could believe that but it's i'm pretty sure it's been it's been a minute it's been at least yeah. a month i would guess yeah it seemed like it'd been about a month <laughs> it's yeah. like uh like you didn't have to restart your computer at any time you know you wouldn't bring that same picture back up yeah no i totally (laughs) agree i totally agree it was weird yeah it just that that felt like i really and i i really again i loved this movie so i can look past that Mm -hmm. but i didn't think it was very well done i think it could have been done better yeah i think it could have just she could have just she didn't need to see the photoshop to yeah. confront her because she could have been like these things aren't adding up yeah you know yeah. yeah yeah um i um this reminded me the whole story reminded me of that one woman and i don't know her name but she pretended like she was a victim of the 9-11 attacks oh Did you i, hear know, about I think that? i know what you're talking about i think there's a i want to say there's a documentary on netflix about it but i don't yeah. remember what it's called i know what you're talking about but i yeah don't know yeah yeah it just reminded me of that like it was i mean i think that this was maybe a little different but it's 
still not great what she did. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't. I never want to make it seem like I think what she did was good. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they made her too much of a sympathetic character for me to like totally think that she was not. Like, I don't, I can't condemn her for what she did totally. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, you know, she's really sad and she's lonely and she has issues. So they maybe should have made her a little worse to the, for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, if they had made her like more manipulative or something, but um, it kind of reminded me, there was this book by, and I, of course I can't remember the name of the book. And I think it was by Tim Robbins. No, Tom Robbins. Tim Robbins. Not the actor. Shawshank Tom Robbins. Who, uh, as I've grown older, I've realized that his his stuff is kind of gross. His books are very, like, when I was younger, when I was a teen, I really liked them. And then as I grew older, I was kind of like, actually, they're kind of creepy the way he writes these characters. Um, But there was this one book that he wrote, and it was like... I think it was written in second person, which is, I've never read a book in second person, so it's like, you did this, you went there, oh, and blah, okay. blah. And uh, they had this really, really unlikable female lead. And so the entire book, you're like, like, you can't stop reading it, but you're like, fuck her. Yeah. Fuck her. You know what I mean? Like, she's just awful, and she, like, screws people over. But... You know, this wasn't... that remi- It reminded me of that, like, the having the awful female protagonist, but... Again, like what you said, I didn't think that she was awful. I think that she was just kind of like, she did something that was maybe not the smartest thing in the world, but she wasn't a monster because of it. She wasn't like condemnable because of it, you know? I mean, it's like, in the course of like human history, or I don't know, just let's say the last 10 fucking years, you know? Let's think about all the awful people that we know that are out there, like Ghislaine Maxwell or R. Kelly, you know, and like, really, like, are these, is she, is she the worst that we have dealt with? Is she? Because, you know, I could say that she's pretty low in the fucking totem pole here. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, it's like, have some perspective as to what kind of awful people are in the world and how come we haven't gone after them instead of going after her, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, I think you have a good point where I think that this is something that happens a lot in society where someone makes a dumb, stupid mistake and everyone is just like, let's cancel them. And I'm like, can you just like maybe think for like just a second about maybe not destroying someone's life? You know, like Monica Lewinsky. She was the victim. She was the victim. (laughs) I like, oh, that story always really like... Oh, it really upsets me, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it, it, it's just, I think that we, like, we focus so much on things that in the overall picture are, like, just so minimal, and they're so not worth our attention, and we're not paying attention to, like, the real issue, or the real issues, you know? Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that, like, Connor is like this famous ce- internet celebrity icon. Wait, Colin. His name is Colin? Colin, yeah. I was like, who's Connor? Yeah, Dylan O'Brien. Oh, gosh. Colin. Colin. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I was like, Colin who is Connor? Was, I was like, is Connor, like right. Did I watch a different movie? <laughs> his, so he's like this internet celebrity, mm-hmm. and he just hangs out and smokes weed and like yeah. spouts like w- weird 
isms and stuff, you know, like platitudes. And people idolize him and people make him a celebrity, but he's, he's not like an dumbass. interesting guy. <laughs> no, he's you not. Know, he's he's not even like he doesn't even seem that smart. No, he and doesn't. He is I don't know. So I, I think it's interesting that he can become famous for just basically like taking up space and smoking weed and she she is just totally vilified for trying to do something similar and i'm not saying what and this is the issue i ha- i keep having with the movie is because i don't think what she did was right i don't think what she did was that horrible how they treated her in the movie and and so i'm i'm i struggle because i'm like are you trying to show me because i think the movie is trying to show us like the grass is not greener because she becomes famous right and he obviously doesn't really treat her that great you know she's like suddenly on his radar and then he doesn't really treat her that great they have sex and and she has to take like a morning after yeah pill. she's like did and you then, come inside me and he was like Ugh. and then <laughs> like, he calls her like damaged and he's like super turned on and then she texts him and so she's creepy. like i just took the morning after pill and he didn't answer and she looks and he's updating his instagram with like he's taking photos with other women so it's like yeah things when you get internet famous aren't better right but i think it's interesting that she's the bad guy and everybody else is feels justified in saying she's a bad guy when everyone is messed up like everyone in the movie is messed up yeah i think i have i have some insight on that i think that it's easier to vilify someone for their mistakes than it is to look within ourselves sure and to oh, yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. adjust ourselves or become better people or whatever and i think it's also it's like a crowd mentality you know like you you have someone who does something that's kind of fucked up like this and everyone's hating on them and then it becomes like cool to hate on the person so oh, then yeah, you're jumping on the bandwagon and mm-hmm. you're like oh they're so uh whatever i'm sure that i've done it too i'm sure that i have i hope not to like that like level of you know um but i think it's just com- i think it's commentary on the internet age that you know again like as i talked about the monica Lewinsky thing that was like the first big um the first big scandal that really kind of like affected the internet yeah pretty much ever and um i mean it almost it almost drove her to like suicide because i i watched a ted talk on this that's why i know that the thing is but and i think that people are so shitty that if in the movie if danny had committed suicide people would probably say shitty things like oh good she should yeah. you know like if monica Lewinsky had committed suicide people would be like oh good like, like you said oh that slut so it's like, and it's like okay a grown-ass like, man who's in people. power yeah you know, like, anyway keep going, keep going. I, again i have a lot of feelings towards the monica Lewinsky scandal like i i really like i know she's she's actually i don't think she's that much older than us i think she's only like yeah she was only like 20 or 21 she's like 21 yeah, yeah. and that was 93 so she's 
Well, that was quite a bit older than me. It was only like <laughs> I'm like nine in 1993. But what is math? <laughs> but she was too young to but be she's, yeah, the victim she, of like yeah, like she was definitely taken advantage of by yeah. her boss, oh, big time, big time. So I'm just saying, like I think. And then there were times in the movie when Danny would be like, Danny, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, she would, like, scold herself, but it's like, she almost, like, couldn't stop because then something else would happen that would sort of encourage her to keep in the lie. Right. And so the movie portrayed her to us as somebody who has a a conscience. It was just, I just never knew where I was supposed to stand. Right. I think, I feel like it's more commentary on the internet age than it is on her that's what i feel like and i mean because i'm i think about like when i was on tumblr there was people who were worshiping um hold on i have to look him up real quick because i'm not sure what he i know he did something bad but i can't remember what he did oh uh dylan roof there was people who were like worshiping dylan roof he was the guy who uh was convicted for the charleston church suiting in 2015 in south carolina and there were people who were like like oh he's misunderstood blah blah and the same thing with um eric um harris and dylan klebold from the columbine Columbine. yeah that people were (sighs) now I kind of like I I know a little bit about that. I don't know a lot about it because I did write like a little paper on it. But but what I'm trying to say is, so people are like worshiping someone like Dylan Roof who murdered people, who went and like just shot up a peaceful church in the middle of South Carolina. But they're vilifying this young woman who just made a dumb mistake, you know. And it's like what, what, where, like. What? Like, I, I don't I don't understand that. And then, you know, and it's kind of like the same idea where there's like a white terrorist and everyone's like, oh, but he's so attractive and good looking. So, like, he can't be that bad. But then there's like a person of color that's a terrorist and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, like they're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like the white terrorist is always like misunderstood. And it's like, OK, they're still terrorists. It doesn't make a difference. Like what their skin color is. They're still a bad person who wanted to harm people. But then everyone looking at her like she's the worst person in the world and it's just like again as i've stated before you're look you're like people are focusing on the wrong thing and they're so focused on just making this girl miserable and destroying her but in the course of life what she did doesn't matter compared to what other people did yes yes she lied yes she made a mistake a series of mistakes really i wouldn't say it's just one but i think that like where's our focus you know where's our our true focus if we're so focused on these people who do not deserve really our sympathy or um attention because you should not give them these terrorists attention you know because that's i think i think giving terrorists attention begets more terrorism you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because then people are like oh i'll go down in history as like you know the world's greatest serial killer or whatever you know and that's like and I think that, you know, there's, like, people out there that want to do that, where they're like, I want to become the most well-known serial murderer in the world. And it's like, oh, that's your goal? Okay. <laughs> like, I have to go forever, and I hope you go to jail really soon, because you're really scary. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I, I, I don't know. I really liked this movie, and I thought it was, I thought it was like fun you know what i mean in a way but 
Um, I also wanted to ask you: Did you notice that they like they did it at the end where they said like the one or like the ten nine eight you know in French or whatever? But they overthrew the course of the movie. Did you notice that there was like a little voice going like un deux trois? You didn't notice that? I didn't notice that. I, don't I think. noticed only because of the subtitles, or else I wouldn't have heard it. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that you miss if you don't have subtitles on there, I've noticed. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Um, I liked her dad, like, how he was, like, just a blubbering mess. <laughs> Me too. I like how I the mom was like, you need like, to pull it together. <laughs> I think she was going to come clean until Colin started, like, sent her a message that was like, I hope you're okay. And so then I think she was like, I'm going to play this out a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, and then and he her was mom. so not like, worth it either. Her mom was like, I love you. And it seems like it'd probably been a while since she'd heard that. Yeah. And so things like that, like details like that in the movie made it very confusing. Like everything she did, like the correlating action that sort of, and I'm not suggesting that like I said before, I do believe in personal responsibility, so I'm not suggesting she was actually a victim of anything. I just think that these things early on encouraged her to keep the lie up. Yeah. And then, and then everybody just started idolizing her. And I think that the movie had some missed opportunities. Like there was a scene where she was outside of like the matcha shop with Colin and there was a homeless woman that the camera like, that was I thought that I that thought, was really weird. I thought she was going to become like a weird like it was going to be Me like too. a weird odd couple pairing where this woman's like you're in over your head and I got to help you and and then the, and she was there was back, a guy and she was there later too in the movie. Yeah. So I thought that that was very strange. I was like why would was they bring like, this they, they're focusing on this woman and Well, and I'm wondering maybe maybe if she was in a couple of scenes but they cut they her cut out or something. or something but it was I thought that that was very strange that they focused so much on her yeah. and then there was like nothing. I was like what and like, is, is she supposed to be part of it? No. And she was watching them the entire time. Yeah. So I thought that she was maybe going to be like, girl, you're you're barking up the wrong tree or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like, listen, everyone hates you. Let me help you. I'm a homeless person and everybody spews <laughs> stuff at me all day, every day. So let me right. help you. But that didn't happen. And then... It was very weird. I also thought that like the guy at work, Kelvin who seemed to really like her and she wouldn't give him oh, yeah, the time yeah, of day. Yeah. I sort of thought something was going to happen between them later after she realized that Colin was such an ass. And and then he just started hating her as well. And I was like, so this poor woman is hated by everyone at the beginning of the movie. And then she's still hated by everyone at the end of the movie. So and what she, I didn't feel movie? like she. I didn't feel like she gave enough of a... Or there was enough of a written reason for these people to hate her as much as they did in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I can understand being like, I don't really like her. She's just not my... Like, I don't... We don't vibe. That's fine. You're entitled to not like whoever you want to like, but... Or not like, but... Yeah, that to to that level... And, and Calvin did seem like to, he was on her side, but... Yeah, I I don't know. It, I think you're right. Some missed opportunities I think there for sure. Maybe in my mind, Zoe Dutch was the Zoe Dutch did an amazing job. Yeah, but that's the problem. I think she was the wrong person for the job. If we were supposed to not like her, yeah, she's too good. She's too cute. She's too clever. She's too funny. She's too. I you think know, like, so too. She's too comedic. She has good timing for things. Yeah, and even I, in Buffalo when she's yeah. a criminal, you're still like, I want her to win. Right. Like, and you, so you want her to win the whole time. Yeah. You know? So I agree that the movie is fun and it's and it's you know kind of a fun watch. But I think on the deeper level, I'm like I. 
I keep repeating myself, but I just think maybe she didn't elicit the right emotions from me that maybe they wanted me to, because I'm like, I don't really hate the character. No, you I know? didn't hate her either. And I think maybe the... Well, I think the issue is that if you are immediately going, oh, you're not going to like this protagonist, then you're putting it, either it was intentionally done, so they're like, we're going to put this thought into your head, and this is going to manipulate you into feeling whatever, but I was like, well, okay, like, all I did was read it and go, okay, so she's supposed to be unlikable, (laughs) but then as I was watching it, I was like, is she, though? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of like I'm like I'd be friends with her. She seems like she's kind of fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Maybe she might be a little tone deaf and a little weird, but aren't we all a little weird? <laughs> and maybe sometimes a little tone deaf a little tone deaf a little weird <laughs> yeah. yeah and then we all make and mistakes and a little lazy at work or whatever yeah, yeah i mean pfft. same <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so i but i just yeah i think that there was some i think the movie had potential that they didn't explore yeah and that kind of started bothering me too who would you have cast if the person was supposed to be unlikable yeah, that's a good question. I have kind of been thinking about it, and I think Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I think Jennifer Lawrence would be. Yeah. Would have. I think she would have been a great, yeah. like, unlikable. Yeah, yeah. Because make her. Because I feel like Danny was pretty selfish, but she was like cute, the cute kind of selfish. <laughs> yeah. And so we need somebody who's like actually selfish, right? Like right. somebody who's just like maybe Jenna Malone could have done it. Oh, I could have say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think so. I think she's a great actress, and I think that she did a great part. Like, she did great in this. Yeah. But, yeah, again, if they're trying to write a female character that's not likable, they didn't do a good job because she was likable. <laughs> she was too likable. She was. She was likable, and I didn't want her life to be ruined, and, you know? And she, like, her life, at, her home life was too cute. She had the cute guinea pig and, and like, guinea her, Weasley. <laughs> her parents were so checked out. Like, well, the implication was that her parents and her were kind of, like, checked out from each other until they she had what they thought was a near-death experience. And then yeah. I did think it was um, maybe one of the worst things. I want to talk about Rowan, but not yet. But on t- before Rowan, I think one of the worst things she did... Was, that was very manipulative was to pretend to be getting off the plane yeah and when her dad yeah. gave her a hug she like maneuvered it so she could be looking into the camera of, which like, the was a great photo yeah <laughs> but that's pretty that's like maybe the most manipulative thing yeah at that point and i was like okay this is a step too far i mean everything's a step too far i never want to i never want to come off as like being like no she's totally great right but i'm saying like in the scheme of like what she did and why she did it I think that was maybe the worst right. little bit until we get to the Rowan stuff later. I know. I think that, I mean, if she was really, like, as as the movie says, if she was a good person, and I'm using quotes because I don't <laughs> necessarily think she's a bad person, she should have just been like, oh, no, it was just a, it was a, it was a thing. It was just a joke. It was, it was a goof. But she probably would have lost her job. I yeah. mean, I, I think that she was thinking from the perspective of someone who's so desperately lonely that they're suddenly getting, getting the attention that they want, they wanted for so long. And, and it's exhilarating and it's fun and and you're like oh i have friends now like this is great and i as someone who has struggled with that before you know like again moving to a new place where you don't know anyone 
it's it's really nice to have that because you're like oh i haven't had this for a long time and i've been so feeling so crappy about myself and i finally have friends and i think it was just it was kind of just the maybe um like adrenaline rush of it all like it was just at, it was like one after another and then she got invited to do this the speech with Rowan and so that was like an additional build up and and um and I <laughs> I have to say, when Rowan got, like, picked up by the guy and, like, carried out, I was like, still a better movie than The Bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I would have watched that movie. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, I, uh, so, I wanted, I wanted to say that I thought that it was super weird that, and there wasn't really any mention about it that they met. When when her and Rowan met um, together, they met at the Washington Square Arch, and it looks so much like the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. I was like, if she just went through a really traumatizing event where she was at the Arc de Triomphe, I feel like being near that would would make you kind of go, oh God, I'm back there again. Yeah, you know, I thought I that, that was the a, same thing. I was, I was like, like, whose who idea? <laughs> yeah, like I was like, who suggested that? Yeah, and it seemed to me like there should have been something there. Like Rowan should have been like, oh, are you okay? I didn't even think of that or something, but nothing. And I was like, huh? Did they like the? Did they do that on purpose? Where? there but it just it was never acknowledged well they both looked you know? at it they looked at it for an right. extended period of time so you could sort of surmise that they were both thinking like oh this looks a lot like but i wondered like the whole time i was suspicious that rowan knew me too but it me too. That never came up like rowan never said like i knew yeah. it i knew it you know i thought she was gonna be her downfall yeah actually and i actually yeah. wrote that down I was like, I felt from the beginning that Rowan was going to be her downfall, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was always Harper. And I every time Harper kept on go, coming up on the screen, I was like, this Elliot Page looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that the thing is, and I thought Danny was so clever that it surprised me that she wasn't picking up that Harper was sort of on the trail. Because Harper's like, yeah. hey, what's that? that uh retreat that you went to i want to join it you know and hey this 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 and i was like listen you're so clever you're not picking up that harper right she was oh uh, danny lied so quickly about it too she was like what's the you know harper said what's the the writing retreat she was like oh would she like novo la spirit or something something like like that yeah yeah um which In my in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if you're gonna do something where you're gonna lie about a writer's retreat, you should find one that's real. Yeah. And you should find out when they're meeting and then you should go, Okay, so this is when I'll be gone. Yeah. Because this is when they're meeting. Because I was like, anyone is going to figure out, oh, I can only find this information about this one place. Yeah. Why is that? When mm-hmm. it should be many different places. There should be, you know, reviews on it, maybe glass door, you know, like, you don't know. So, yeah. so the fact that there's nothing, it was like, I was like, Danny, 
you can do better (laughs) also like if you're gonna lie you might as well do a good lie you might as well do it all the way you know and she calls her boss and she's like if a great opportunity came up could i get some time off and her boss was like absolutely not so i was like and she didn't get fired but the woman the boss was like she didn't get fired is because the terrorist yeah when she came back the boss was like even though i was gonna fire you and i was like were you gonna fire her because she just randomly took time off and you said not to what's the story here right but well, yeah, I think it I'd, was probably because she was like, oh, I got to go. And, and the boss was like, no, you haven't been approved for PTO or whatever. And yeah. she's just like, mm, I don't care back, <laughs> you know. And I, I I, would expect someone that did that would probably get fired from their job if they had done that. But, um, you know, again, like the fake terror, well, it wasn't a fake terrorist attack. A it was real a real terrorist, terrorist attack. attack. But yeah. her fake experience in it, you know, it was like you can't fire a trauma <laughs> victim you know yeah. and that just makes it look bad on you and she was like i need to you know if you need to leave or anything yeah and i thought oh geez <laughs> i would have been like i'm so traumatized <laughs> and like you said earlier she didn't act traumatized at all no, she didn't. so she didn't even really like put on any sort of performance no she didn't she I just know. kind of was like her same self i know and and that that kind of bugged me too because I was like, again, if you're gonna lie about it, you need to lie about it, you mm-hmm. know. And even in, and it kind of, I thought that it was kind of weird that no one in the little support group, especially Rowan, wasn't like, huh, you didn't act like a trauma victim when you know, like you heard the gunshots go off or whatever it was, fireworks or yeah. whatever. Um, whereas Rowan had like a full on, you know, panic attack, understandably so. Yeah. Like I totally w- get it. I probably would do. Um, and yeah, she she's just you know, and she's sitting in the group, and they're like, "Do you want to share?" And she's like, "No, I'm fine." And like smiling, <laughs> and and it, it, it it's it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna pretend like you are tra- traumatized you gotta act like it because you're not gonna be just fine you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah like she was more than fine she was like someone who hadn't been in a terrorist yeah. attack yeah and and yeah. no one seemed to like no one seemed to be like there's something not right here it would have been even nice just to have like a little side conversation where they're like do you think that like everything's okay with uh danny and and you know someone goes i don't know she's kind of not acting like the way i would expect a trauma victim to act like and and you know what i mean or something anything but I guess that's dangerous territory too, though. Like the movie, yeah. like the uh, like the story in Unbelievable, where they're like, "Oh, she didn't act oh, like yeah. someone who'd been raped," you know. Oh, I was actually thinking about that that scene where they're like, "Oh, can we come and talk to you?" And she goes, well, "Am I in trouble?" And they're like, "No one asks that if they're innocent." And I yeah. was like, "I was like, someone with anxiety asks people that. ask that. A kid would ask that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's not that's just like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. What did I do wrong? You know, like I'm yeah. scared and." Especially with the police. Yeah, no, that, uh, I think I agree with you, too, that that's, that's a slippery slope where you're like, oh, I don't really necessarily believe that they are, but... But she just acted too fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, everyone obviously deals with grief and trauma differently, but when everything's sunshine and fucking rainbows... Yeah, because they're like, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, still processing. Like, yeah. she sort <laughs> she's of... like, oh, right. Yeah. I was, I went through trauma. I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> I will be okay. Thank you for asking. Because, I, I mean, again, if it were me, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like everything, I'd be like, I'm so traumatized. But I would be 
I mean, you know, I would like, I that would make you not a good person, right? And yeah, so it's uh, let's see. Um, oh, I wanted to say "Complicated" by Avril Lavigne was like my <laughs> anthem in high school. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I loved Avril Lavigne. Her, oh really? Her first album. I still listen to it all the time. I love it. It's just like so good it was like britney spears first album like britney spears album first album was like dominique de coco <laughs> it's just like didn't you say you used to wear like a, a necktie yeah i sure did yeah i wanted to be just like avril lavigne oh i had the gosh, straight long cute. hair and oh man she uh my hair was a bitch to straighten though because there's a lot of it <laughs> so it took a long ass time and i have not touched a hair straightener in probably like five years oh man yeah so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was, I was really, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And that, yeah, I think we should definitely talk about Rowan because I think actually I have a question for you oh, before. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, did you notice that the online shaming support group had a reserve spot for Kendall Jenner? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was super funny. Um, and uh oh and i don't know if you noticed this too but there was a girl sitting next to her that had a shirt that said the future of film is female oh maybe <laughs> in the online sport group i think i did yeah it was pretty cool i was like yes um so i my question to you is would it have been better like for the their her narrative if danny had come clean first or harper had exposed her well, I think it would have been better if Danny had come clean to Rowan, personally. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they would have stayed friends, but they would have Outed. maybe not been, like, enemies. Right. You know, maybe Rowan would have been like, okay, well, you exploited my story, and you said my sister's name, and that was really personal. Yeah. And you shouldn't have done that, and I don't think I can see you anymore, but thank you for telling me. And then Rowan would have been prepared for the onslaught, right? Um, of just seeing everywhere that Danny had lied. I mean, and, I can't but, imagine how devastated you would be. Yeah, you um, know. I just, I guess, I feel like this is another thing where Harper was presented as being kind of a villain, mm -hmm. and I don't know if she actually was. I don't think so. But I wouldn't want her to have the satisfaction of outing Danny. Right. Because we're made to think of her as a kind of villain and that's why the movie is confusing as well because like Harper is kind of doing a weird blackmail-y thing yeah. which I don't really like and I think like you think you have this high ground but you're sort of blackmailing Danny in a weird way. Yeah. So who's the bad guy in this situation really? And so I feel like I would have rather just well I didn't really care for how Danny came clean. Just writing a flippant blog post, I think, was pretty bad. Yeah. And, um, not, I mean, bad because not doing it in person with Rowan, but just bad in general. It's like, I'm sorry, everybody, love me. Yeah, I thought that she would maybe post, like, a video. Yeah. I thought like that would have made more sense. a little yeah. bit more personalized. And so I'm... I don't know, I, and I, I think it's interesting that she thought that everything was going to be okay after she did that, and it obviously wasn't. Yeah, I don't know why. So, <laughs> like, in this day and age, after yeah. you see everything, like, why you would think that. Yeah, but I'm glad that she came clean and didn't give Harper the opportunity, because I think that shows character growth. Yeah. 
yeah um what what did what would you say well i would say that if you are trying to control your own narrative that coming clean first would be good Mm -hmm. but all i could think of is if she was really a villain if she was really an unlikable bad guy then her destroying harper's reputation would have been perfect for that because first of all like that makes sense to me like first of all um like if you want someone or you are trying to come across as being the good guy you're gonna go after the person who is attacking you and you're gonna go oh so you think i'm the bad guy well look at all the things that harper does look at you know like harper's known for lying because she did this and this and this and whatever and she's you know a slaughter whatever you know whatever you can come out and attack a woman with because that's like a thing that happens a lot with women unfortunately um and but because she wasn't a really a bad person so yeah i i think that it would have been better it would have been better for her to come clean and control her own narrative but at the same time if again if they were trying to make her a bad guy destroying row or not rowan destroying harper would have made a lot of sense yeah 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 and and also like harper wasn't really a bad guy she was just a more successful journalist at right. the time and and so yeah i don't yeah. Th- i don't think i don't at all think that harper is a bad guy i think that we uh, this is just where i'm stuck at because i think it's weird that they had introduced in the beginning that um that piece of text that said that the protagonist wasn't likable yeah but then she's likable yeah so you're like okay so what are you telling me that you want me to think a certain way because if if that's the case then you're not doing a very good job of it or is it meant to be intentionally misleading so we go oh i'm not supposed to like her but then you're like well i kind of do like her yeah. you know i mean yeah um I also thought it was weird that she didn't, like, dye her hair or anything when that was really, like, the rogue, you know, like... Yeah, the stripes <laughs> on the X-Men. side. Yeah. yeah. Like, the rogue uh, hairstyle was really recognizable. Like, I would have been like, I'm going to just go blonde. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, you know what? Maybe they'll take some heat off me. I can just live my life peacefully for a bit, you know? Right, exactly. Um, and then I would change my name and move. <laughs> I'm not yeah. kidding. I would. I'd be well, like, and then, like, her mom was like, your dad your dad people at your dad's work are giving him a hard time i'm like why does any why do any of them care well that's uh, that's what i mean uh, to go back to like the terrorist thing that's what happened with um you know like dylan klebold's mom was that she got a lot of hate because of the the combine shootings but she wasn't like this like yes it was her son but she wasn't responsible for what her son did you know she there was a it's like so i think i just think that we as like social media and society we just go after things that it's an like a easy thing to attack it's easy to destroy this person or whatever and it's just like it's almost like we get this sort of like schadenfreude oh sure big time yeah from destroying someone and watching them fall apart now like the people that i want to personally destroy are people like as i said before are kelly and Ghislaine maxwell who fucking deserve to be destroyed because fuck them they're awful people and they rape young women so (laughs) you know like it's just like i but in the course of things it's just just a it's just not we don't need to destroy her life over this well, yeah and i think the difference is like the 
guy, the Columbine shooting, like her son was a murderer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're right. She's not responsible for her son's actions, but Danny didn't kill anyone. No. She just, I guess it's what you could may call like stolen valor almost, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in a roundabout way, which is bad in its own right, but it's not something like why do people that work with her father care that she lied about being in Paris? It's, right. She right. didn't kill anyone. She didn't do And I'm not suggesting that what she did was right. I'm just suggesting that the reactions that people had in the movie seemed so over the top yeah. for what she actually did. Yes. I totally agree. I I think it's just so easy to destroy people online. Yeah. And part of, and to go back to the Monica Lewinsky thing, uh, part of her TED Talk is talking about, this was years ago, and it's actually, I would recommend that highly to anyone. It's very, very good. Made me cry. It was very emotional. Um, But she talks about, like, just have compassion. You see someone online who their photos being, you know, uh, like, shared around because they look ridiculous or whatever. Like, there's still a person. There's a person that's in that photo who has these thoughts and feelings. And why do we need to, you know, put them, like, just have compassion. And I think that this is, Mm -hmm. movie is lacking a distinct lack of compassion where, you may not agree with what Danny did, and you shouldn't because it wasn't great. But do we need to again share her address publicly so anyone right. could come and hurt her? Yeah, I mean that's insane. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're more guilty than her at that point if you yeah. put her life in danger for what she did. Then you're, I agree. Y- what you're doing is is like 15 times worse than that. Yeah. So yeah. And if, especially if your actions of sharing her address end up with her being harmed, then you should be also held responsible for yeah, that as well. For sure. Like yeah. if if someone you know if she gets killed or she gets assaulted or or whatever happens to her, then. If you spread out her address, then maybe you should also face prison time mm-hmm. because that your actions led directly to her being harmed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did like, I do want to talk about, so when she went to that nightclub to meet Colin and she was wearing a dress and she had like little shorts on underneath it. <laughs> Love and it. when they were having sex, he was like, what are these? And she's like, they're just, they're just my shorts. <laughs> and later she goes like right after that she goes to play like kickball with the support group uh-huh. and i thought that was such a cute scene when she was like i'm wearing shorts and <laughs> i'm like she's oh, like guess okay what? Yeah. she pulls up her dress so she can play she can play kickball because she's wearing the shorts and i thought it was really cute when her and rowan are walking and she like gives her I a drink of her friendship. tall boy <laughs> she's like she has a drink of beer and i thought that was really cute and they talked earlier in the movie where she's like i always wanted to have a sister you know and and yeah, I, I was really, really liked sad. their relationship. Yeah, me too, and I really actually wanted them. I wanted her to have a redemption story, and I, I think that that's another reason why the movie perplexed me because they made her so sympathetic, but then they specifically did not give her a redemption story at the right. end. Like the movie ends, and she's not in any better. Like people still hate her, and she hears Rowan give like a spoken word poem about how angry she is at Danny and so she doesn't get to apologize. Oh, so good and emotional. Holy crap. And I was just like, geez, nothing. Like she's yeah, she's too likable for yeah. the ending that they gave us, I think. Yeah, I I don't necessarily um 
think that sh- like a redemption arc should have been shown i th- I liked how they ended it i thought it was kind of i do tend to like those kind of like vague endings where you're like so what does happen you know um and uh so it that like it did bother me i thought that that was fine uh but i i definitely like i and i kind of understand too why she maybe didn't approach rowan i think that that would be a really difficult thing to do in a public place and she just spoke this poem that was obviously super emotional and very intense and um and then to approach her and be like oh i'm sorry i lied you know i would have been like no one wants to see you danny you need to leave you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like i'd be like i never want to see you again i wasn't kidding about that um and yeah and uh but and i never expected Rowan to forgive her. I didn't. I didn't think that that was going to happen at all, and I probably wouldn't either. You know, I mean, I would have a really hard time ever trusting that person again, and I don't think I would, especially after I lost my sister to a horrific, uh, you know, someone shooting up a school like that. I, that was. It was just this whole thing was just so sad, you know, and I. It was just unfortunate that. Danny ended up just being such a liar because that that rally that they were at, I really liked that she started out and she was like, this is for Cora, mm-hmm. you know, and and Rowan kind of looks at her and she's like speechless, but she's also like really moved by it too. So I'm getting goosebumps. I really like this movie. <laughs> I really like this movie. Um, it, it, it's, I don't know. I guess that's all. Yeah, I no, that, I know? agree. But I, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that the movie could have been a little bit more intimate and it would have maybe been more powerful like leave out a lot of the leave out like her internet fame and like the people yeah. in the office and make it a little bit more about her and Rowan and I think that could have been a really good story because I did really like how she was like living a double life where I think the life that she was living with Rowan and the support group was sort of what she always wanted mm-hmm. she achieved it through such an awful means yeah and she could never reconcile that and her in the like she kept having these hallucinations of the terrorists and then with like a hood and then she moved the hood and the hood it was herself you know mm-hmm. like she was and i thought that that was I really like that interesting she had those hallucinations because yeah, that makes sense that that's how her guilt manifests because yeah. she's clearly feeling bad about right. this you know yeah. or else see if if she wasn't she wouldn't even yeah but yeah i think that they're almost painting her again like in the beginning as like a sort of psychopath and she's not she's right. not a psychopath at all she clearly feels things and she feels guilt about what she did Mm -hmm. and she understands that what she did was wrong um and you know and a psychopath just doesn't give a shit about that they're just like well yeah exactly my fucking problem yeah like like, whatever and so i kind of wanted i agree with you about her and rowan like that probably wasn't gonna yeah happened but i kind of wanted her to not be alone at the end in some form right like she left that poetry reading or that talent show and then the movie just ended and i was like wow she they didn't lie they because they had like those title cards Mm -hmm. and she was like i don't get a redemption story and i'm like wow they did not lie she did not get a redemption story and i thought she deserved one honestly because as i've been saying i don't think what she did overall was that awful it was bad it was really bad but she just became internet famous it's not like she released a book 
Like, you know, it's not like she... And, and yes, what she did to Rowan was, was awful, and I understand why that relationship is, on like, not re- reconciled. But yeah, I kind of wanted to see her not be alone at the end because she's too likable to just be... What does she do? Like, fade into oblivion? You know what I mean? Like, her life yeah. was really hard to begin with, mostly to, for because of her own doing. Like, she, you know, probably could have pulled herself up a little bit better and, like, done a little bit better. You know, like, made an effort a little bit better. But she also had issues. And then, and then it just ends. And I really wanted her to have something. Like, I wanted her to have a friend or something at the end because she didn't do... I just, I don't, I feel like she's more worthy of, she's worthy of people forgiving her. Yeah. And that needed to happen, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know how they would have gone about that. I, part of me is thinking like maybe someone wrote an article like reasons we need to forgive Danny Sanders or something like that, you know, but I don't know. That's, I don't know. I, I wonder what... I don't know who the filmmaker is. Let me say I want to... Or, like, her mom yelling at her, but then her dad gave her a hug, which I thought was really sweet, but maybe, like, a tropey dad pep talk instead of just a hug, you know? Something where somebody was like, listen, oh, you, sorry, you wait, did something... Sec. They're making a um, a movie about Wednesday Adams. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, understandable. She's pretty great. Um, oh, Quinn Shepard is the director oh woman great that's awesome i know oh, i liked the it's a little throwaway moment but when they're when she goes to the support group the first support group and there's the middle-aged man there who was part of like the manchester shooting at the ariana grande concert and he was like do you want my instagram handle too and she's like oh okay and he's like it's god is a woman man <laughs> That's, I think Ariana Grande's album is called God is a Woman. Yeah, One of yeah, her yeah, albums. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought it was such a, like, funny, subtle, like, he still loves Ariana Grande. I didn't even notice that, <laughs> yeah. but you're right, yeah, I think that she has a song called God is a Woman. Or a song, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, song, album, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of, that's funny. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that, but you, yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. He was, he was, he seemed like he was sweet, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves Ariana Grande. Yeah. I also kind of like Ariana Grande. I don't really know, like, I know like one song by her, but <laughs> whatever. It's um, "Take You Home." I think it's what it's called. It's really cute. I like. It. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm curious as to what. I don't know. I. I just don't know how that would have gone about. And I think, to me, I think that it's possible if they did include a redemption arc, it would have been done badly. You know? It just depends on how it goes. Because sometimes I feel like they try and shove things in there that necessarily shouldn't be shoved in there. And then it's done in such an awkward way that you're like, well, I think it was, you know, I think in my head, there was something that could, that was sort of built in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if they maybe would have done something with that homeless woman, Mm -hmm. in the end, they could have just had like some weird buddy ship where, you know, the homeless woman's like, come on, you'll get, you'll get past this or Kelvin. Um, yeah. Not that they had to have a romantic story, but he also turned on her, and that was upsetting because I was like, "Geez, he seemed to really like to worship her in the beginning of the movie." Yeah. So maybe something where Calvin was like, "You know what you did was bad, but 
you know, everyone can be, everyone is redeemable. Right. Well, you know what I mean? Like in this situation. Within, yeah. yeah. I mean, within obviously, reason, we yeah. know that there are people who are doing like really bad things. And I'm just talking about like within her realm, what yeah. she did. Mm-hmm. She's totally redeemable. And I, I agree. And she's worthy of being loved and she's worthy of being forgiven. Like she's a person. I agree. She's not a murderer. No. She's, she, you know what I mean? She's she a liar. She made a bunch of mistakes. At, at worst, she's a liar. Yeah. Um, and she's a, probably a bit of a narcissist, a little selfish. Yeah, I would, I would say that maybe. I think she showed some growth in the movie. And um, so obviously, too. like you said, the guilt wouldn't have plagued her if she was a psycho. So she needed some, somebody needed to like put their arm around her at the end and like walk with her. That's all we needed. I didn't need like a really long, heartfelt, schlocky story. I just needed to see that she wasn't going to be all alone forever because I don't think she did anything worthy of that. Yeah, I think that you make a really good point with the homeless woman because, again, why why include that person in so much of the movie? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't so much, but it was, you still saw this person twice. Right, exactly. So you're thinking that there's something and there. And she had like... She had, like, screen time and, like, facial expressions, so you're supposed to be focusing on yeah. her. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then they just, it's, there must have been, it Cut, must have like, been caught or something. Cutting room yeah. floor. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they, I'm yeah. like, like, if this comes out on DVD, I might get deleted it. Deleted scenes, <laughs> yeah. And read that it watch deleted scenes. Because I'm very curious, because you're right, they could have just, like, she could have just been walking down the street or something, and the woman could have been like, hey, you, like, you gay, I, I've seen you before, what's going on, or something. Yeah. And she's just like, oh god, you know. Don't worry if everyone hates you. I'm homeless. You yeah. think I? I know what you're going through. You know. Yeah, yeah. But there was like yeah. maybe one line that they that she had, and it's just it's just so weird that they did that without any additional mm-hmm. anything with. And it would have been an extra three minutes in the movie. Oh yeah, no, yeah. you wouldn't have needed. Yeah, they, right. they, You didn't even need to build a relationship between right. them. Just, just give us something ho- to hope just for. Just like, just yeah. have an empathetic exchange between two human beings. Yeah, that's all you need. So she knows that she's some not like damn a vapor. Compassion. Yeah, right, right. She just needed someone to show her some compassion. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But because that didn't happen. Most of the people at the magazine she worked at were pretty vapid. Oh my god, like, they were all like they all, they all acted like she like and I, they all acted like she was like this horrible person. But none of them were like super likable. Except no, for Cal- I thought Calvin seemed kind of sweet but yeah. until he like turned on her but you know they all just kind of seemed clicky and and oh like, big time big time just you know elitist and not yeah. a not a group that i would want to work with or for no, no. so no. Uh, like it, it, they all seem like they were stuck of their own butts well, yeah you know? so for them for the movie to end with them as like the quote-unquote good guys was also pretty bonkers i thought i think so too yeah i just think it's maybe it's a commentary on focusing on or vilifying you know maybe people that shouldn't be vilified or something or focusing or making people famous that shouldn't be made famous yeah exactly exactly yeah i mean because there are it's it's just weird it's just like we it's just weird who becomes famous like william hung do you remember him yeah big time like just kind of couldn't mm-hmm. sing viral everyone loved yeah. him and it's going viral you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you sing live in la vida loca or I whatever think so yeah and uh, yeah so it, it's uh you know there's like or like did you ever watch uh flavor of love <laughs> i've heard of it i've never watched it 
so there's this one woman named New York. He had like names for them. There, that wasn't her actual name, but um, she like she was just she was crazy but everyone loved her because she was crazy and she had like her own series after and so she was famous for a bit just from from being on there but it's like there wasn't anything special about new york she was just kind of funny you know you know but again it was like oh there's a million other people out there that are much cleverer much funnier much more talented whatever but they're you know again she had like 15 minutes fame probably you know probably more like 30 minutes fame she was kind of she was on there for a while she had like i think she only had like one season but yeah she had her own show and everything and (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I think it's just weird you're right who we make famous is very strange and who we focus to or who we put our our like (sighs) how am i trying to say this the people that we put like we focus our vitriol vitriol is that vitriol vitriol on are just maybe not people who deserve that. Well, it it reminds me of the guy who was going to be the new Jeopardy host, and then mm, they yeah. found out that t- like ten years ago he made some like misogynistic remarks on a podcast, and I was like, it's really not fair um, because like ten years ago, I thought the proposal was a romantic movie. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And now I don't. So right, right. I don't know. Can we blame people for things that they did 10 years ago? And so now he's not the Jeopardy host. And maybe there's more to the story. Obviously, I'm no expert. But I right. just, I think that the rise and fall of people who are safe behind their computer screen, like, people I don't, safe behind their computer screens can cause the rise and fall of somebody that yeah. is probably unwarranted. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a lot of dicks in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I mean... Like, as we've so, said before, because <laughs> I was telling, I think it was, like, my aunt, we were talking about um, someone that, when we were doing Rebecca, there was that person that had contacted us on Instagram and was like, take down this photo of this abuser. And you said something like, if we didn't review... If we only reviewed movies that had good people in them, we wouldn't have anything to review. And that's that's saying that's really saying something. But it's also true, you know. I mean, yeah. Like, well, there's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like yeah. So I guess the movie was yeah. interesting in in that how mm-hmm. it's like we make we make icons and we ruin icons mm-hmm. and we make a society where people find inroads to becoming famous yeah 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 i I think as far as the jeopardy thing goes i think part of it was that he declared himself the uh host of it and people were like no 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 we're not ready we're not we haven't made a decision yet that's what it sounded like to me that he was like oh i'm gonna do it and they were like "Mm, nope not not yet (laughs) like don't don't you know i think he just I think he like just thought he could because he was like a CEO or whatever and that that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know the whole story. That's what it sounded like to me, but you're right, he might have made a comment too. Well, I did see an article about the comments. Like I'm not making that up, but I don't no, know the I rest of you. it. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's what it sounded like to me that he was kind of just like he took control and people were like, "Nope, nope, not no. Can't do that." And then I think he quit or something oh, okay yeah he i think he got he resigned so i'm not i'm not really sure about that whole story but um yeah <laughs> you know we all say dumb things i've certainly said things that i look back on and i go wow you fucking idiot shut your fucking mouth right now <laughs> you know Jeez. I mean? so would you recommend this movie yeah i think i would i thought it was pretty fun um i don't think it's the greatest i don't think it's the 
maybe best laid out movie. I think that there it is unfinished. To me, it's unfinished, and there's some missed opportunities. Uh, but overall, I think it's pretty fun, and I think Zoe Dutch is very and charming, great. and she's yeah. magnetic, and I think she does a really good job. And it's on Hulu, so yeah, I would say watch it for sure. How about you? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I really, I really, really liked it. Um, I don't know if I was expecting to like it, but I. I again like you know how I say that I have an issue with like stopping things to see how long again this was one of those things where I was just like going through the whole movie and I was like I was enraptured I really liked it so yes awesome. I yeah. would definitely recommend it for sure so anyway follow us on Instagram at Watchers and Movies or Facebook at Watchers and Movies if you want to send us an email it's Watchers and Movies at gmail.com and uh, if you would like to um recommend a movie to us you can do one of two things you can email us or you can uh, give us five stars on iTunes and as always follow and subscribe to our stuff so you can see what's coming up next and we have a website watchersandmovies.weebly.com and thank you to Mike so much for our theme music you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 thank you Mike his name is Mike Myers thank you Mike and that's it bye bye bye